Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of the Sampus Up Podcast on the Ambiguous Network. And right now, I'm going to be bringing you the latest and greatest going on around the world of Hollywood. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Friday. We're finally here for the weekend. There's a lot going on. There's some things to talk about. It's going to be a shorter episode. Not a lot of stuff came out today or even last night. Of course, today, the big news in terms of Disney Plus and new things coming out that's out there. Star Wars The Cologne Wars is out there. Unfortunately... I haven't caught up to the Cologne Wars yet. I've been trying to binge my way back up there yet, but there's over 100 episodes, and I started in January, and I haven't had time to do a full day of binging, and I've been doing it in increments, so I'm about, I'm through 50 episodes right now, so I'm hoping once March and April come through, I'll be able to talk about the new season of Cologne Wars and kind of do the recaps that I did with The Mandalorian. And there's 12 episodes of the final season of Cologne Wars Season 7, so hopefully I'll be I'll be binged up by around March, beginning of April. I'll be all caught up so I can give my recaps on what I think of the, new, the final season so far, the first few episodes, and then every Friday when a new episode comes out, talk about each episode as we gear towards the finale of Star Wars The Clone Wars, which... Started out in 2008, was an animated film, and then went to Cartoon Network. George Lucas created it alongside Dave Filoni, who has taken the spearhead for it now after it was canceled at around 2016 from Cartoon Network. And then Disney brought the rights to Lucasfilm, and then they decided to bring it back. And now that they have the streaming service, they're putting this out there. But right now, I'm working through the show right now, and I really am enjoying what I've been seeing so far. I think it's kind of... I'm, I'm starting to go into the episodes now. I'm on season three where people really started to fall in love with this show and they're starting to get more into the lore and get a little bit more serious and still be a kid's show, but at the same time, something that adults and fans can enjoy as well. So I'll have that to talk about in the coming weeks. I just wanted to give you guys an update. I know that's a big thing going on right now with Clone Wars. And there'll be a reason why I'm not talking about it in the next few weeks. It's because I, I haven't caught up. But once I do, I'll let you guys know and I'll talk about my thoughts on Season 7 on wherever I'm up to at that point. Hopefully it's in mid-March or late March leading into the beginning of April. But there's a few other things I do want to talk about today. I'm going to be talking about Onward and it just had its Rotten Tomato score unveiled where the embargo is now up a few weeks before it is set to release on March 6th and a few other things. But... It's going to be a short episode, and the first thing I do want to talk about is the box office projections for The Hunt, which is, one, going to be one of the most talked about movies in the next few weeks because of the controversy that is surrounding it because of the the ante that has been played up for this movie. It's directed by Greg Zorbell. It's produced by Jason Blum and his Blumhouse Productions. It stars Betty Giblin from Glow. Also stars Emma Roberts and Hilary Swank, and it's basically about these liberal elites who are hunting down these more right-wing personalities, and it's basically like a mixture of Hunger Games meet politics, really, and a more mature theme of the Hunger Games. And of course, there was a lot of controversy surrounding it, and, and when it was supposed to release last year in September. And then, of course, the tragic shootings happened early in the fall last year. And so that made Universal and Blumhouse kind of push back on the advertising. The release date wasn't scrapped just then until more news outlets started coming out and talking bad about it, specifically Fox News. And the President of the United States came out on Twitter talking about it. And so that caused Universal to 
scrap or sh really shove, not really scrap, but shelve the hunt at the moment in time until a few weeks ago on an interview with Hollywood Reporter, the director and the, or excuse me, the, the writers, one of the screenwriters who is Damon Lindelof of Lost and the Watchmen recently, and of course Jason Blum went out on the Hollywood Reporter and talked about how they were putting the movie back into theaters. It was going to come out on Friday the 13th, March 13th, and that they were going to put out this new marketing campaign, which is going to feed into that controversy that people were talking about in, in the posters and in the trailer itself, where they talk about how this is the most anticipated movie that nobody has seen yet. And it seems like some critics have seen it. There's an embargo still out on it. But from what I've been gathering from people, it it's one of, it's going to be, again, one of those movies that doesn't that is going to have all this hype for no apparent reason when it's really just a a a harmless f fun film that's supposed to just entertain people which is what art and movies specifically are supposed to do television as well and music they're all supposed to entertain people no matter how controversial or political they get it's supposed to be that and it's been like that for a few movies we look at the interview which really was a huge high profile showcase of a movie that was going through a lot with with the hacks from from North Korea with Sony, and it was very political. But then people seeing the movie, it really wasn't anything to really be up in arms about to begin with, really. So I think that it's it, the hunt is in that same area right now. It's right now has a fourteen million dollar budget and box office project projections right now have it at around ten million dollars to make. On March 13th, in the next few weeks, that movie that could go up once reviews start coming out for this movie, and I, and I and I wonder if right now those are initial box office numbers. If the if the hype behind this movie, again, press good or negative is press, and that can help a movie go into the box office with better numbers than people anticipated. And you've got to wonder: is this a scenario where people just hear about this movie and it's gotten all this? all this buzz going around it from Fox, from the president, from everywhere that you can think of, are people going to go into this movie? Are they going to want to see for themselves what this is? So I wonder if they're just downplaying the initial projections right now, but hoping maybe for a bigger turnout than they, that they're anticipating than they're really looking at right now. So all those need to be, I think, taken into account when talking about the hunt and looking at the hunt and the trailers for it. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this movie going forward i'm excited to see what this movie is about i'll have a review for it when it comes out and it's going to be a movie that's going to be talked about and hyped about in the next few weeks going forward until it's released in theaters on march 13th what do you guys think of the projections for the hunt let me know down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts now to move on to a story that came out yesterday after I uploaded my podcast, and it's coming from Entertainment Weekly as a first look exclusive at a brand new Sony animated film called Connected. It's going to be produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which won Best Animated Feature at the Oscars in 2019 from the 2018 movie season. It's going to be directed by Mike Renata, and it stars Danny McBride, Abby Jacobson, Maya Rudolph, as this family that decides to go on this road trip. However, there is a robo-apocalypse that is going to impede on that vacation. And it seems like it's going to invoke uh, a vacation meets Terminator style of a plot that's going to be going on. It also stars Olivia Coleman as the villain. And from what it sounds like, from what Phil Lord and Chris Miller did with, with Into the Spider-Verse, they met up with Mike 
and they decided to do this movie that they were going to come up with and the mixture of it from the details of this movie it sounds like it's going to be mixing the animation of what we saw in the spider-verse movie with the stop-motion animation mixed cgi with clear-cut cgi with the robot so it's going to be this anime look to it in the beginning where you see the human world and it's not as bling and bright as you would think but then when the futuristic elements come into play that's when you'll see a mixture so i think with phil lord chris miller and mike renata i haven't seen any, any of his other work but again like with spider-verse phil lord and chris miller were not the directors of that movie they produced it but you can definitely tell that there were definitely story elements and film elements that you would see excuse me in the lord and miller movie from the humor mixed in with the heart and the emotion that you saw from the Lego movie, that you even saw from both 21 and 22 Jump Street, along with what they did with Spider-Verse, you see that heart in that comedy in there. So I'm, I'm going to guess that that is what's going to be happening with this film. It sounds like Danny McBride's character, Rick, is trying to help his daughter along with college. He's about to go away to college, so I'm sure there's going to be a, a, a father-daughter, even mother, and family relationship that's going to be at the core heart of, of this movie that people are going to be able to gravitate towards. So it's very interesting to see where this movie is going to go. It's coming out on September 18th, so it'll be right in the middle, or in the beginning really, in the middle of September, in the beginning of the fall movie season. Does this pick up hype? I haven't seen a trailer yet, but sounding from the details, from what Sony was able to do with Lord and Miller in the beginning, with Spider-Verse, this could be a continuation of that. So I'm very interested to see what happens, but... This is definitely has the makings of being a very good movie, but I want to see footage first before I really declare some something about this movie. But from hearing the first details about it, it gets me intrigued to see where this movie goes, especially with the people behind the scenes with Lord and Miller. And the voice acting, of course, is a top-notch talent with the animation. So I'm excited about this film, and I'm excited to see where it goes when we get a trailer for this film. What do you guys think about these details for Connection? Let me know what you think down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts. Now moving on to a first, not really first look, but an un, unconfirmed look at the potential full Batman costume. And with the Batman directed by Matt Reeves starring Rotten Pattinson, you also have Paul Dano in there. You have Zoe Dutch. You have, oh, excuse me, Zoe Kravitz. You have Colin Farrell. You have Peter Skarsgård. You have Andy Serkis, a plethora of people a part of this film. Robin Pattinson is playing the Dark Knight, Bruce Wayne, Batman in the second year. We got the first look at the Batman costume last week when Matt Reeves put out a, a camera sizzle reel of the first look of Robin Pattinson in the suit. And now that they're filming, we're, we got now they're filming outdoors of filming principal photography is underway. We now have another look at the Batman costume on confirmed and unapproved of by Matt Reeves and the company and Warner Brothers, but something that is shown outside. It sees what looks like potentially the B Batman and Catwoman on the on the Bat Cycle and another motorcycle. And even though it's not Robin Pattinson, it seems like it's his stunt double in that role right now. We get a full a better look at the full costume for Batman and we saw the bad insignia it looks like it's an inspiration from the Arkham games mixed in with maybe some looks of the of the previous Batman iterations as well we have it looks like armor plating with hand stitch woven a uh, cowl you also it seems like the what would be the the sharp points on his hands it seems like it's going to be replaced with something else but I think what this really comes down to is this is the exact reason for why 
Matt Reeves, and I'm sure Warner Brothers had a hand in it as well, wanted to put the first look of Batman out there before something like what I'm talking about happens, in which they're filming out in Scotland, I think the, the location is right now, and then you get people with their cameras out, and the recording, and you see the Batman suit, and it seems like they're shooting at a cemetery area. You see people shooting and getting a look at the production, and the Batman suit is out there. Someone is wearing it. It might not be Pattinson, but a stunt double, someone else filling in for him is wearing that costume right now, and we get the full look of it. So instead of saying, wow, is that what the Batman suit likes? We get a look at with whether it, that's the lighting we're going to be getting with the, the actual look of the suit, we got an official look at the suit from the creators of the movie instead of something like this where we take it out of context and go from there. We have official footage to look at along with what we're seeing from this as well. So we can put all of this together until we get a trailer for it sometime down the line this year. And so I think with this, it just really reconfirms that. And again, the suit looks interesting. I want to see it in action now once we get footage. I'm sure... If Warner Brothers goes to Comic-Con, I have no doubt we'll get a teaser trailer there. If not, we'll get something sometime in the fall, whether it be September, October. We'll get something around the fall movie season for this movie. But I do think we're going to get something soon. And seeing this I'm, just gets me more excited for this movie. The fact that it is in production. It's happening. We have a great director in Matt Reeves doing this project with a great actor and Pattinson playing The Dark Knight. And a great cast that is just so stacked. It's going to be, I'm so, so excited to see where Matt Reeves takes Batman in this direction. And I'm really excited. And seeing this just gets me even more pumped to see what the Batman costume is going to be moving forward. What did you guys think about this? Let me know down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts. And the final thing I want to talk about today is the official Rotten Tomato score for the first major Disney film release of 2020. It's the Disney Pixar film Onward. It's directed by Dan Scalian, who did Monsters University, and it stars Chris, or voiced rather by Chris Pratt, Tom Holland from Avengers fame. You also have Julie Louis Dreyfus and Octavia Spencer in supporting roles as well. And it's and it's about two brothers who go out to revive their father for a day who passed away and, and get him back for 24 hours and spend one last day with him. According to reports, according to interviews from Dan Scanlon, this is a very personal film for him. This is a, a love letter to his father who passed away for him personally years ago when he was a kid. And this is a love letter to him and his brother and the bond that they share together. So this is a very personal story for Dan Scanlon. And this is what Pixar is all about. This is what Pixar does best is tell, A, tell original stories, but personal stories as well that artists can just really let out and, and, and share with audience members and people that they think that they'll be able to gravitate towards and we've gotten sequels over the last few years with Incredibles 2 which did really well and of course last year with Toy Story 4 which did a billion dollars and won best animated feature at the Oscars but now Pixar is going back to what they did great with Coco as of recently with Inside Out with Brave with Up Ratatouille the list goes on and on this is what Pixar does so well and this is the first Pixar film of 2020 with another one coming out in the summertime, directed by Peter Doctor in Seoul. But Onward is is giving us a first look at the new look at, at Pixar going back to the original slate. And there's a lot of hype around this movie. Is it a, Can it live up to the great classics that are the Pixar films? And it seems like Onward, while it doesn't hit, seems like the all-time classics, it's in that rank of still being 
a really good to great movie that will move people and have people interested. The Rotten Tomato score right now is at an 81% for Onward, and the critic consensus reads, It may suffer in comparison to Pixar's classics, but Onward makes effective use of the studio's formula and stands on its own merits as a funny, heartwarming, dazzling animated feature. And so when I read that consensus from Rotten Tomatoes when they aggregate all these scores from all these critics and come out with with its final product, and the score could go up and down the next few weeks. The movie doesn't come out at this time right now. It comes out on March 6th. It's not until two weeks now that we get onward so the, the the score could fluctuate it could go up it could go down it could go left right it could go any kind of way right now but at an 81 again not with the classics but in that b level range of being a very good movie being with the brave being with the cars three being with a monsters university which is directed by dan scaling as i mentioned before so it's in that b level range of being still a very good to potentially great movie that on Pixar's levels again Pixar always turns out phenomenal content that it's always something to live up to and when you look at just the Rotten Tomato score as well two 100s both for probably their most beloved franchise of all time in Toy Story with Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2 the second highest goes to Finding Nemo with a 99% you have Up Toy Story 3 you have Inside Out you have Finding Dory all with high 90s along with Coco as well which won the best animated feature Oscar all these films have high Rotten Tomato scores the lowest one on Rotten Tomatoes is is a rotten score with Cars 2 getting uh, 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. But other than that, there's no 50s. It's all in the high, high 70s and going upwards. So I think for Onward to land at an 81% right now is just fine. And, and I'm still really excited for this movie. I'm, I'm sure it'll be emotional. And it, it's Pixar, so I'm really excited. And also the world that it seems like Dan Scaling has built where it's this... It's a civil. It's a human utopia, but filled with mystical, mythical creatures. Like with Holland's character, Ian and and, and Barley, that they're gonna be elves, and you and Octavia Spencer is playing a manticore. So I just think when you take all this into account, it's something that I think people are going to enjoy. Kids are going to enjoy and be a classic Pixar film. That is, it's going to be a typical Pixar film that will get people laughing a little bit. Which I heard there's that's the one thing that I think people are are turned off about is that there's not a lot of comedy bits but there's definitely a lot of action there's heart involved in it and i think that's where pixar really delivers is when it gives us heart and gives us something to really cheer for and i think that is what onward is going to give us i'm excited about this film and i can't wait to see it when it comes out on march 6th what do you guys think of this look on for onward it's rotten tomato score let me know what you think down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts but guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the San Basel Podcast. I know it was a very short episode, but not a lot came out today and yesterday. But I'm hoping on Monday and, and next week, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out. And so there will be back to 30-minute to an hour-long conversations when we get, of course, with the box office recap. And, of course, whatever news comes out this weekend and on Monday. But, again, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to check out my channel for more content. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, SoundCloud, and much more. Also, make sure to tune in onto the Ambiguous Network. And be sure to check out the other amazing shows that are on there, such as You Mad Bro, the number one source to see what the Internet is pissed off about on a weekly basis. Also, make sure to check out goal-driven professionals geared toward improving client relations, return on investment, and customer acquisition costs for independent businesses and services. 
services. And check out our brand new show that is on the network, The Daily Grind, a weekly motivational podcast with Kelly Johnson, giving you everyday tips and key takeaways on reaching your goals. You can check them out on the website, ambiguousproduction.com, also on Facebook and Twitter at Real Ambiguous. And if you want to check out Canopy Treehouse, use the coupon code AMBIGUOUS. Also, make sure to follow me on social media on Twitter, at Bissell Samuel, that's B-U-S-S-S-E-L-L-S-A-M-U-E-L, and on Facebook, at Sam Bissell. Thank you guys again so much, and until next time, keep on screening.